You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Ron Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday, and I got to talk about some NBA basketball. Got to talk about some more NBA basketball. This is a Saturday night. It's still a Saturday night where I am, and I just saw an ass whooping that my Grizzlies got dealt by the Golden State Warriors. And for people who are listening and don't know when I say my hour is because I am from Memphis, born and raised in Memphis. Play football at the University of Memphis. So I'm a huge Memphis Grizzlies fan. I'm a huge Memphis fan. So when I say us, I'm talking about us. Memphis Grizzlies, we got our, we got our asses beat, beat by Golden State in game three. 142 to 112. And it was very, very disappointing. Very, very disappointing. Not only is it disappointing to lose the ball game, but to lose the ball game the way we lost the ball game. We lost by 30. Not only did we lose by 30, did the Grizzlies lose by 30. They gave up 142 points. Now, to give up 142 points in the regular season make you frown on it, but to give up 142 points in the playoff game really makes you frown on it. But the Warriors gave the Grizzlies the business, 142-112. to 112. Now, the Grizzlies did go into game three without starting guard Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks, the defender. Dylan Brooks, the one who gives the Grizzlies all kind of attitude and personality as far as on the toughness side. He was suspended for game three because of what he did in game two. He got a flagrant two foul on Gary Payton Jr., which caused Gary Payton Jr. I mean, Gary Payton II, which caused Gary Payton II to break his elbow. So Dylan Brooks got ejected early in that ball game. Then after the 24-hour news cycle was over, after all the national media outlets were talking about how badly Dylan Brooks displayed how, how badly he acted and how much he needed to be suspended. The NBA finally decided to suspend him. So the Grizzlies were, they were out, were without Dylan Brooks, which we can't underestimate the Grizzlies not having him. But the fact of the matter is, is that Golden State just were not missing any shots. And a lot of shots they got, they were easy. Now, I kind of expected game three to come out very, very physical. Little, little, you know, everybody was on edge because this series has kind of been on edge, been kind of physical. Uh, Steve Kerr called the Grizzlies dirty, which they're not. But he had to get on his bandstand and call the Grizzlies dirty, which they're not. And they were upset that how, you know, Dylan Brooks handled Gary Payton second, and rightfully so, because Gary Payton got hurt. I understand all of that. So I expected this game to be a little chippy, and it really wasn't. But I also expected Golden State to come out the gate ready to hoop because they was at the, they was at the crib. They took home court advantage from the Memphis Grizzlies by winning game one in Memphis. The series shifts to San Francisco in game three. So I expected the Golden State to come out, you know, on one. They were mad about their teammate being hurt, mad about losing the last game, happy about being home, feeding off the energy of their home crowd. But it was really the Grizzlies that came out the gate straight hooping. Looked like they was about to run away with it. The Grizzlies came out. Their first six shots they hit were all threes. 
knocking out buckets. Zaire Williams, who started in place of Dylan Brooks, he hit a three. John Moran hit a three. Desmond Bain hit a three. Jaron Jackson Jr. hit a three. Then he hit another three. Then John Moran hit another three. The Grizzlies hit their first six shots with threes. They had an 18-8 lead, led by 13 in the first quarter, so it looked like they were feeling pretty good, but Golden State started Golden Stating a little bit in the first. They cut that deficit to 28-26 to at the end of the first. Then in the second quarter, Golden State just started hooping. It's just the fact that they looked like they just could not Miss. Andrew Wiggins had a huge first half. He had 15 first half points. Steph Curry had 13 in the first half. Otto Porter had 10 points off the bench. Warriors shot 70% from the field in the first half. 60% from three-point range. Think about that now. They shot 70% from the field. And a lot of those shots, though, were just easy layups. Because the Grizzlies had Steven Adams back, their starting center, whom helped, whom helped, who helped the Grizzlies win 56 games to tie a franchise record in the regular season. They had him back for the first time this series. He was out the first two games with COVID. So he was available to play. But he wasn't in there. And the Golden State took advantage of it. No one there to protect the paint. No one there to protect the rim. And they were taking advantage of it. They were just cutting, getting layups. Getting rebounds. They are rebounding the Grizzlies. And they took advantage of all of that. Everything they had and everything they could do well, they did it. And almost everything the Grizzlies couldn't do well, they didn't do it. And Golden State took advantage of every opportunity they had. And they dominated the Grizzlies. But still, 70% they shot from the field in the first half. Led at halftime, 64 to 57, but they didn't have an answer for John Moran because John Moran still was going to work. He had 17 points in the first half. He had a half-court shot at the, at, at, the, at the halftime buzzer that was just so nice. And the shots John Moran hits, I mean, it, it, it's hard to describe him. It, I can't describe him in words. You have to just watch him because he's slinkery with how he moves and how he can uh, – he's like Mr. Fantastic, the Fantastic Four. The shots he hits and the way he hangs, he can hit the pause button on you in the air. He hits pause, you still hit and play. You, you head it back down. He, he, he starts going back up. He pauses in midair until you do what you do, then he finishes doing what he wants to do. But he had 17 points in the first half, but it was pretty much a one-man show. Because the Warriors woke up, played a whole lot better in the second quarter, had a 60-40-57 lead, and in the third quarter, they just blew it out. They just blew it Blew the Grizzlies out the water. They scored the first seven points. Clay Thompson came out and knocked down a couple of threes. And Clay Thompson didn't shoot the ball well in the first two games. Steph Curry really didn't shoot the ball that well in the first two games. But Clay Thompson shot the ball well in game three. And he's a real, he's a big reason why they just blew the game open in the third quarter. There was nothing else to be said in the fourth quarter. But in the fourth quarter, something did happen. Now, Ja, outstanding game. 34.7 assists. He did his thing. But he was pretty much the only one. The two Grizzlies, he really needs to play well. He really needs to play well. Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain. It just wasn't there. And Desmond Bain still hurt. He has back issues, and it's kind of it's obvious. He's not moving the same. He's not ex- as explosive. He's not as quick. He kind of labors even when he's shuffling, going side to side, and you, even when he's walking. 
he has 16 points, but his 16 points wasn't really an effective 16 points. Jaron Jackson Jr., 15 points, that's three rebounds. Just three rebounds. And I, I, I have to continue to tell Grizzlies fans, they think Jaron Jackson Jr. is a big man because he's tall. He's not a big man. He's just a tall basketball player. He's not a big man. Steven Adams is a big man. Big man's working, big man working the paint. Jaron Jackson Jr. does not want to work in the paint. He likes to reside on the outside. He likes to play outside. And that's just the player he is. Now, he's a great shot blocker, but he likes to play outside. But John Morant pretty much was trying to do it all. And Golden State doesn't have an answer for him, and they know that. But it's almost like they'll be like, okay, let him do – he's going to do work anyway. You don't let him do work, but he's going to do work. But he hurt his knee in the fourth quarter, limped to the locker room. He missed some games earlier this season with a, a, a knee soreness. I'm not sure if it's the same knee. But he hurt his knee. He was, he was in some obvious discomfort and some obvious pain. But Steve Kerr called the Grizzlies a dirty team. But Jordan Poole, he did a dirty play to John Moran. He did. He, at, at one point, jo, jo, Jordan Poole, who had an outstanding game again, 27 points, 11 of 17 from the field, three of five from three-point range. No answer for Jordan Poole. I mean, Jordan Poole just a hooper. No one, I mean, I, Jordan Poole is, is really take, well, he ain't taking over the team, but Jordan Poole is becoming that dude. I'm telling you now, the Splash Brothers are not a triple triplets. That's what they are, because you got to put Jordan Poole in there. And I like Jordan, Jordan Poole, and I respect his game. But what he did to John Morant when he pushed, one play, he, he deliberately pushed John Morant in the back with his left hand and yanked that John Morant's right knee. It wasn't a play on the basketball. It wasn't a basketball play. I ain't going to say he was trying to hurt him, but he definitely was trying to bother him. And when you yank on someone's knee like that, you can, you can tear an MCL. But that's what he did. Pushed John Morant in the back with his left hand, and he yanked on his knee with his right hand, which is, which is the definition of a dirty play because he did it intentionally. And that ain't cool. But he had a great game. Steph Curry had a great game. He had his jersey number, 30 points. Clay Thompson, 21 points, 4, 6, and 3, 8, 13 from three-point range. But the thing is that they were – Golden State just dominated the Grizzlies in points in the paint. Beat them on the boards. And inexplicably, inexplicably, Grizzlies head coach Taylor Jenkins had his big man, Steven Adams, back. The same Steven Adams that helped the Grizzlies win a franchise-tying record 56 games during the regular season had a Steven Adams back, but didn't use him. Even though Golden State was getting all these easy buckets at, in, the, in the paint, getting all these easy buckets at the rim, out-rebounding the Grizzlies. And the Grizzlies are the ones who out-rebound people. Taylor Jenkins decided not to use Steven Adams. And Warriors, when I say they dominated the points in the paint, they dominated the points in the paint. They had 62 points in the paint. The Grizzlies just had 44. Golden State had 38 rebounds. The Grizzlies just had 29. And those was really not a lot of the rebounds, but Golden State, just they just were not missing shots. Like I said, they shot 70% from the field in the first half. They finished the game 63% from the field. 
53% from behind three-point range. They were hitting a lot of shots because they were getting a lot of easy shots. And they was getting a lot of easy shots. They were getting a lot of easy layups. They were getting a lot of easy runs to the rim because there was nobody there protecting the rim. Steven Adams was available, but he didn't play until the last six minutes of the game. When the game was out of hand, Taylor Jenkins finally decided to put him in the game. I have no idea why. I can't answer that question. I have no idea why. But that's when he put him in the game. But the game was pretty much out, it was out of hand. Golden State is one of those teams. The Grizzlies can't be, they can't do what they did against Minnesota. Think they're gonna come back from huge lead. I mean, huge deficits. Ain't gonna happen against Golden State. No, 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 no. They're not doing it. They're not going. They're, they're a whole different monster. But this game was so frustrating to Grizzlies fans watching, to the players watching, that Kyle Anderson, the mild-mannered Kyle Anderson, whom, whom you never really rarely hear him say anything. He got mad at an offensive foul call, and he got pissed. He was going at the referee. Referee teed him up. Referee didn't want to tee him up. Desmond Bain trying to stop Kyle Anderson from going at the ref. Uh, Kyle Anderson wasn't hearing it. He wanted, he wanted to be heard, and he got heard. Then he, he got heard uh, uh, that whistle, another T, and got ejected. He, get thrown, he gets thrown out the game. And it was just one of them nights for the Grizzlies. So now they got to look and see, and hopefully John Moran is okay. He left the game with that knee injury in the fourth quarter, limping. But he did everything he could do. Now, the Grizzlies will get Dylan Brooks back for game four. And they have to play much better than this. Ain't even no analysis I can give. The Warriors were getting a lot of wide open threes because they was pump faking the three. And the Grizzlies just fly by like Superman. Then Clay or Jordan and Steph would just slide to the left or slide to the right once the defender flies past them. Wide open look at the rim. And when you give them dudes wide open looks at the rim, you can't expect them dudes to keep missing because they're not. And, and, and Saturday night, they didn't. Stealth was knocking them down. Three-point percentage wasn't that great, but he was knocking them. Clay Thompson was knocking them down. Jordan Poole was knocking them down. They ain't even really need Draymond Green. Draymond scored about five or six points, I think, about five points. But they had everything else going. And it was really them easy runs at the rim. Well, I know Steven Adams could have helped the Grizzlies, but for some inexplicable reason, Taylor Jenkins didn't want to play him until the last six minutes of the game when the game was out of hand. And now the Warriors, they took home court advantage for the Grizzlies, and they still have home court advantage. When they took game one, they took home court advantage. So they just won game three at home, so they still have home court advantage. Now they lead two games to one. But I still want to prop up John Morant, though. What that young Royal is doing, the way he plays, I mean, he's he's just, he's literally entertainment. Not only sports entertainment, he's just entertainment. The shots he hit, he's entertainment. And, but they really, the only thing we really need to talk about the fourth quarter is John being hurt and Kyle Anderson getting kicked out because the game was over. End of the third quarter, it was one-on-one to 80. And them little comebacks, the Grizzlies, 
were making when they would play Minnesota in that first round, that ain't gonna happen to Golden State. That no, nah, Golden State too good for that. They too experienced for that. They too, they too, too, too much of a champion for that. Grizzlies got down big. Despite starting the game off so promising, so hot, taking a 13-point lead, but I already know, if you don't know, leads in the NBA, man, them joints don't last. They be gone so fast, so you can't get comfortable. You can't even really get comfortable with a 15- to 20-point lead. Even with three minutes left in the game, you better not get comfortable with no 15- to 20-point lead. Because these professional basketball players be getting their professional basketball on. But the Warriors with Steph and Clay, Draymond, them vets up 21 at the end of three in the playoff series, a playoff game, they weren't going to let nobody come back. And they didn't let them come back. And they spanked the Grizzlies. 142 to 112. It's a 30-point win or a 30-point loss, depending on whose side you're on. And so I know whose side I'm on. It's a 30-point loss. But hopefully Ja's okay. Hopefully Taylor Jenkins gave some kind of un, uh, explanation why Stephen Adams wasn't playing. But now the Warriors lead that series two games and one. Game four is Monday in San Francisco at their brand-new arena. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully the Grizzlies have Ja. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully Desmond Bain continues to progress and get better and get back to the Desmond Bain we saw during the regular season and the Desmond Bain we saw in the first first playoff series against Minnesota, who was just destroying them. It'd be good for the Grizzlies to get Dylan back, but you got to give Golden. I'm going. I'm, I'm going to give Golden State all the credit. They came out and hooped. They came out and took care of business. Their superstars played like superstars. Their superstars came up big when they needed them to come up big. Their young superstar to be stayed consistently good, played consistently good, and he played well. He's part of the triple triplets now. Officially, Jordan Poole is for us a part of the triple triplets. And they beat the Grizzlies pretty good. And another NBA game that was played earlier, Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Boston Celtics. That series was tied at one game apiece because Milwaukee stole home court advantage from them as well. But uh, Milwaukee kept it too because they won game three, 103 to 101. Very close game. Very, very, very competitive basketball game. But that's what you expect from the defending NBA champions and the Boston Celtics who are playing extremely well right now. And this came, this game came down to it. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Bucks, the best basketball player on earth right now. He had a huge game, 42 points, 12 rebounds, eight assists, 16 to 30 from the field. And his last field goal gave his team the lead. Hit the go-ahead bucket with 44 seconds left, giving them a 103-101 lead. But Boston still had a chance. 4.6 seconds left. Milwaukee with that 103-101 lead. Marcus Smart took a shot. He thought it was a three. The referee's like, nah, it wasn't a three. Just a five. Huh? Just a five. So Marcus Smart goes, Marcus Smart goes to the free throw line. Missed, and he intentionally missed a shot. But he got his rebound. Threw it up. Robert Williams crashes. He gets it. He gets his hand on it, throws it high off the backboard, 
Al Horford tipped it in at the buzzer, tying the ball. Well, it looked like he tipped it in. But he came after the red light special. And that's how it ended. With that drama, Al Horford just missed tying the ball game. And if he did and sent that game to overtime, it would have been the exclamation point on a, a, on a nice little comeback Boston had because they were down 14 late in the third quarter. Then they were down 13 with less than 10 minutes. But I told them leads like that, they're not safe in the NBA because that little 13-point lead was gone. Boston came charging back, and Jalen Brown was a real a big reason why. He had 27 points, 12 boards. Al Horford was a big reason why he had 22 points, 16 rebounds. Jason Tatum only just 10 points, over six and three-point range. But it wasn't enough because Giannis did what he does. Still getting help from one of the most undervalued and under-talked about point guards in the league in Drew Holiday. Now we're not related. He spells his name with one L. I spell my name with two L's. Drew Holiday, 25.7 rebounds. But Milwaukee, but Milwaukee, they dominated points in the paint. 52 to 32, but a lot of that is Giannis. That's what Giannis does his work at. He'll bully ball you. And once he gets position, no one can really stop him from getting in position because he's strong. And once he gets in position, he pretty much going to give you a bucket. That's what he does. So Milwaukee gets that dub. Now they're up two games to one. But that's a nice little series because Boston is tough. We'll see what's up with Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown did his thing. 27 points, 12 boards, as I said. But Giannis, Giannis is that dude. And Milwaukee's still playing without their second-best player. Maybe their third-best player because Drew Holiday is pretty good. Chris Middleton still is out. So if they get that dude back at some point, they might be looking at back-to-back. But Milwaukee takes care of business, 103-101 over Boston Celtics. Giannis doing Giannis things. Onto the coupon. He's the new Nigerian nightmare. And the Warriors beat down the Grizzlies, 142-120. And that's that on that. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. Until next time, I'm out.